1: Back at it, the Words on Fire podcast. Your boy, Cujo, today rolling solo due to the coronavirus. My man, Vince, is uh, M.I.A. I don't know if he's self-quarantined or if he's got it or if his, fuck, if his AIDS is acting up or flaring up. It's something, but um, yeah, he couldn't be here today. So we figured, you know, since we are a community podcast, um, I decided to bring on somebody from the community. He is a uh, chef by nature, chef by trade, and now an instructor at the El Paso Community College, and also my brother-in-law, uh, goes by the name of Chef, uh, the fuck's your last name, Diaz?
2: Diaz, yes, <laughs> that's correct.
1: Yeah, that's how close we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chef Diaz, he's out here at El Paso Community College doing... Um, Teach it, I guess it's not like home make anymore right it's actually like no. culinary culinary arts is that what it is
2: that is correct
1: okay so we're going to be doing a little bit of talking about um the culinary part of El Paso culinary part of life in general so what classes are you teaching out there at EPCC
2: uh, right now, I have American Regional.
1: American um, Regional, what yeah. does that consist of? Like hamburgers and shit?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like, I mean, what's that? Uh, a little more advanced than hamburgers, <laughs> but you know, uh, we stick to tradition. I would start it started with Thanksgiving, you know, mm-hmm. anything in the US. Um, we, uh, we get into the South, Southern cooking, you know, Ooh. we get into the Pacific, Northwest, um, get into California, you know, Texas, barbecue mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and then the next class that students would take would be international cuisine. Okay. There you get into African cooking, you know. Ooh. oh yeah, It gets uh, Italian. Feet. My favorite, which is Italian food. Mm-hmm. That's that's my pride. You know, I, oh, I love it to death. <laughs> um, <laughs> second mini master, I will be teaching uh, advanced food prep. That is when the last class the students take um, before they graduate, and that's the restaurant class.
1: The restaurant class is the last one to go out. Correct. Before well,
2: graduate that's it, like the graduating class. No, it's it's practical. Practical would be similar to getting a ACF, which is American Culinary. Um, uh, there, you get you get a certified mm-hmm. as a chef. You can be a certified Master Chef and all that. Okay. So this practical that students take that they stress over, and I try to we always try to get them involved from the from the get go. Once mm-hmm. they once they become a basic student um there it's similar to getting certified as a, a culinary and certification a cc okay on, on your chef coat um same it's same concept you know you do for chicken fabrication uh we, we it's all about basics you know we want mm-hmm. to see your cuts you know that's why we always stress you know f- work on your cuts you know batonets juliennes
1: what what what, what is that like um since I'm not a I'm not <laughs> in the culinary arts, what, what exactly are you thought about batonets, Juliet? What, what's all that? So,
2: like matchsticks size, you want to get them okay. all proportion the same size.
1: So that's okay. for what? Like your vegetables, your mm-hmm. meats,
2: your you would have worked on that with carrots. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, and so. it's all about. We want to see how much waste you have. Mm-hmm. You know, try to it's usable product. That's what you want to get in the end. Try just, to utilize the most you can. Just like when you buy meats, right. usually we get ground beef. You get a hundred percent yield. If you buy brisket, well, you got to trim off the fat. Right. You know, and you have, and then you end up with you know short uh, smaller weight size. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be if you get fifteen pounds, you might end up with like twelve pounds in the end. So, right.
1: Right. Right yeah okay so um, then so then american uh american cuisine right what mm-hmm. what's like so you said like the turkey the thanksgiving stuff, what else is considered American cuisine besides the usual burgers dogs
2: oh, we show them how to make chicken wings mm. you know, which a lot of restaurants obviously make right and they do most do a great job a lot mm-hmm. of them it's it's not just Throwing your wings in the fryer, taking it out, putting sauce. Okay. Yeah, you could do that, but there's, you know, you can take a step back and make something, you know, stand out more. And that's what makes your restaurant succeed. Okay. If I can go to your restaurant and make the same wings, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to go back in the end, you know, and a week later, a month later. Right. I want to go somewhere. and like, wow, how did they make this? What are they doing? Are they brining it, which is soaking it in water, sugar and salt, which mm-hmm. is your base? Um, you're compensating for moisture loss so that would be well it's it's so damn juicy yeah so
1: so the brining makes it juicier Mm -hmm. so that 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 locks everything in that locks all the juices in and all that to the whatever you're making
2: yeah so when you stick any protein into water Mm -hmm. you're unraveling the 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 protein strands okay and you're allowing all that flavor the water to get soaked inside to get uh, locked inside okay so just imagine cooking a steak a protein is like 75% water Mm-hmm. Once you cook that, let's say well done, what happens to that steak?
1: It, it shrivels up and hard, yeah, hardens It up. gets small, right? Yeah.
2: So you're squeezing out all that juice. Yeah. So, and the the best definition for brining would be compensating for moisture loss. Okay. Okay.
1: So, so in your expertise opinion, like what? How do you make an exquisite chicken wing that just stands out from any other chicken wing? You like like what? What can you do to be better than, like, I guess, Hooters, since everybody knows that's their main goal, you know what I mean? That's their main, that's what they're known for. Or, like, Buffalo Wild Wings. I think Buffalo Wild Wings is horrible, first of all. But they're known for their wings, I guess you could say. No comment on that. <laughs> yeah, so so how, how how would you, I guess, spice up or, or pizzazz a freaking chicken wing?
2: It's, it's not complicated, man. All yeah. it is is just, like I said, you can fry a wing to a certain, you know, Depends how crispy you want it, Mm -hmm. but when you talk about the Maillard reaction, that's what you want to focus on. You want to brown the outside, you want to caramelize that that, the sugars Mm -hmm. that are involved. Okay, and Maillard reaction would be a chemical reaction, uh, which is between the reducing sugars and the amino acids. Okay, and that's what gives you like bread, uh, the browning on the bread that gives you the flavor. Mm -hmm. You know, the best description I tell my students is picture. Two chicken breasts, back-to-back, back. Mm. okay? You boil one, and the other one you grill. No oil, no no salt, no pepper. Okay. Which one's going to have more flavor? The grill? The grill, exactly, yeah. right? Depending if your grill's dirty, well... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, well, that's when you get that little onion and you clean it off. Be <laughs> more worried about the coronavirus. Right? Like, okay. A little dirt on there. Yeah. Um, but that's the best definition I can give a student mm-hmm. talking about the mired reaction. Okay. You go to a restaurant and you know you might see a beautiful grill mark on top you know on the top but when you flip it over Mm -hmm. you might see well it doesn't look like they did much on here you know right no marks no color and that's no that means no flavor Mm -hmm. okay
1: okay so then now what the now you also said y'all do uh southern cooking so is that like soul food cooking is that uh what's considered southern cooking
2: fried chicken Mm. uh, chicken fried steak
1: I've never I've never tried chicken fried shake. It just looks
2: disgusting. It's delicious, man. Your father actually likes yeah, it. Yeah, well he likes everything. <laughs> he's, he's he's not
1: very picky from what I oh, from what I remember. Yes he he'll is. eat he'll eat just about any goddamn thing. He could bread about anything and he'll eat it. So like chicken fried shake is just from what my understanding is just meat battered and breaded,
2: right? But it's tenderized okay. with a mallet. So it's thinned out? Mm-hmm. So all the connective tissue inside with a mallet for one, mm-hmm. you're pounding it to get to make it uh to make it uh <clears throat> a unique uh sorry. You wanna make it the same size throughout. You wanna Someone's make it, nervous. You wanna you wanna make even, <laughs> I'm hungry man, I haven't had breakfast, all right? Um you wanna make it even throughout. From yeah. front end, you wanna get so you get even cooking. Okay. Okay. And it's fried just like they call it chicken because it's it's dredged in flour. Dredging and breading is different. Breading would be eggs, flour, breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Dredging would just be flavored. Uh, i sorry, seasoned flour. Okay. So, you, so just like chicken, you know, they soak it in buttermilk. You can do the same with the with your meat, mm-hmm. with your top sirloin, whatever you want to use. Um, and then you dredge it in flour and then you fry it okay but this one chicken fried steak is usually pan fried Mm -hmm. so you have a little bit of oil to sear it on both sides it's it's a little time consuming right but i mean that's the flavor of love you know like you flavor of love
1: i like that it's a flavor (laughs) flave It's a little (laughs) flavor touch on that so um,
2: oh i'm going back to the chicken wings mm -hmm. the sauce we
1: should have brought some wings man hey man come on now i can't always be the brains (laughs) of the operation you know
2: um the sauce to me certain Mm -hmm. places in in El Paso they have great sauces and others don't so it doesn't matter what you do with the chicken wing you know okay but and then uh, well one restaurant I worked at I'm not going to mention names you know they uh, dredged it in flour and then they baked it Mm -hmm. because they had they had big chicken wings and then you take it out portion it in bags which is smart that's what restaurants should do Mm -hmm. because it's all about food costs you don't you know give an extra of this or that and then they fry it to order. So it cuts down the cooking time. Okay. Okay. That's smart. Right. You know, if you have big chicken wings, that's the thing to do. They still came out great, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't always. They were just usually fried more than they should be, and that's what dries them out.
1: Because they're over fried.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, then that's where
1: the sauce comes to make up for the over friedness?
2: Sauce is not gonna help. I mean, it's gonna help a little bit, man. But if I mean, (laughs) just look, just picture a chicken wing, especially when uh, it's not you know as big as the other one next to your you know Mm -hmm. what you're eating. It's probably smaller. Chances are, it's gonna be dried out. Right. Yeah. So brining your chicken wings or anything except steak, you know, your uh, pork, chicken is best to brine. Even shrimp. Mm Hmm. Um, You don't want to go too long because you got to worry about you know. That's a lot of salt that might be trapped inside. Yeah. So the smaller the protein, the less time. Okay. But you got to worry about your your ratio too. So.
1: So what's what's the common amount of time to uh, grind or oh, brine? Some, brine, right? Mm-hmm. Brine with a B. To brine, like say, say you're gonna do like a chicken breast or something. With, yeah, chicken breast. Like what? Like how much time are you looking at? Like thirty mi- thirty minutes. Yeah. Something about like that. Yeah.
2: But you can do thirty minutes. Well, I would say about an hour. Oh okay, yeah, but if you have more chicken, if you that's would be like maybe a couple chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put more in a big batch, well, it's gonna take more time to brine. So if you have a large, you have doing it for a whole family, you know, give it about maybe eight hours or so. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So then going on through the different cuisines, when you get to steaks, I know I've always you know when you go to a restaurant and you order your steak. Usually, when the steak comes out, it has a little plastic in it that says medium medium rare or however you order it mm. how do you how do you go about to make sure that you you know get to that every single time like is that plastic in it, though is that what measures the mediumness or the the cook temperature or, or, or how do you get to that point all the time
2: yeah you know what i'm you, saying yeah so uh, when it comes out with a your steak has a medium yeah, and that's just uh, that doesn't do anything. It's just letting them know so they don't get confused. Oh, okay. Because they're they're pushing up, you know. Let's say, uh, I don't know, Great American, uh, one of my favorite places to go. The burger place on Yarbrough and and, uh, and Mountwood. Okay, great place. Never had an issue. Mm-hmm. Ste- steaks are always seasoned beautifully. Um, they don't do that, which is crazy. So they have they have their they have it down. You know, mm-hmm. on, you know when they're pushing out because you have your window which is putting um sorry you have a window and expediter one's putting food up saying you know okay this is this and this Mm -hmm. another person is grabbing it putting it on trays and sending it out when you go from one person the grill to the window to the expediter especially the server Mm -hmm. it gets confusing you know okay um so, yeah, that's just a signal to let you know, okay, this is your medium steak or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, checking temperature, the smart thing to do would be using a thermometer. Mm-hmm. We always tell the students, use your thermometer, um, stick it in the thickest part, um, usually the middle. Right. Um, and just check your temperature. You want to give yourself at least, you know, five degree below. So, if you are wanting to go like 130 degrees, mm-hmm. take it out before because it's going to sit in the window. It's gonna get you know by time it gets to the table, which we call carryover. Mm-hmm. It's gonna hit the temperature you want.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it's it stays self cooking. Mm-hmm. It'll okay. continue
2: to cook. Any any protein will continue. You know.
1: So what what so is there a certain temperature? Say for example, like on a medium, a steak medium. Is there a certain temperature that you're aiming for, or is that do you go more off by the temperature, more by touch, more? How is it? How is it that you should go by it?
2: Uh if you're using a thermometer, 130 degrees or so, mm-hmm. 135, that's kind of what you want to aim for. Okay. Um, but being in the restaurant business for 20 plus years, you know, like f- to touch, mm-hmm. you know, you feel a steak. Um, that That's how, you know, experienced cook, chef, okay. for all the cooks out there, like they know exactly, okay, this one, just by feel.
1: So h- how should a medium feel? Is there like a certain thing that you use <laughs> or...
2: Yeah, you have a little bit more, uh, just, measure, just picture, uh, you know, rare, medium rare, it feels mushy, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't give, uh, it's not, uh, it doesn't give a lot of pushback. Okay. You know, it just stays like, you know, you're pressing on your belly a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. depending on. <laughs> depending on the people's bellies, all right. <laughs> um and then when you get into medium, you know, like it, there's a little more, it feels a little more firmer. Okay. And then well done, obviously. It's just yeah, so burnt. It's just burnt. <laughs> it's, just burnt so it's, just like, it's a charcoal. Which we shouldn't be eating steaks well done if they're a choice or above. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a restaurant using A1 sauce. Not my cup of tea, you know? <laughs>
1: you know what? Do you do you use a, that sauce, the A1 sauce all that on your steaks? Because I've always it, been... Oh, the thought process is: if it's a good steak, it's going to taste good without anything on, just as it's as it's brought to you.
2: Exactly. You a know, what steak I mean? only needs salt and pepper, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, because that's the way I've always done it. And I've already seen people, you know, pile and pile and pile that A1 sauce or uh, what is the other one, the Worcester or just whatever they could get their hands on, just to throw it on top. Or if you're my man, Patrick Mahomes, shout out, you throw some ketchup on there and just you know you're good to go. But I've always been of the thought: if it's if it's a good product, it's going to be good. You know, just as is as presented. You know what I mean? Exactly. Is that wrong or is that Yeah,
2: I mean it in the end, if you're going out to a restaurant and buying a steak, you mm-hmm. know, and then with the family, that's that's fine. Um it, that's great. It's just if you're gonna pay a certain amount of money
0: mm-hmm.
2: for a steak that you know, at the same time you can go to Walmart, you can go to a Vista, you can go somewhere right and buy it for a third or a quarter of the price. Right. And then make it yourself. You know, make it yourself. Then you know, drench it in whatever you want. Yeah. If you're going to a restaurant, you know, ex- you you need to experience. You need to enjoy the steak. That that cow died for a great cost. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's in heaven right now, like you <laughs> sob. Like you're gonna drench me. Yeah. <laughs> I love a one sauce. Don't get me wrong. Right. But when I use it, I love to doctor it up. You know, to make it using the same base, mm-hmm. but getting. And close your eyes, if you will, and paint you a picture. Mm.
1: Unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't <laughs> close your eyes because if you don't it, you're going to wreck and you're going to blame
2: us. Um, render off some bacon fat. Oh. Take off the bacon. Throw in some uh, throw in some shallots, which is a smaller onion, a little bit mm-hmm. sweeter. Or if you have regular onion, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, once you do that, throw in your A1 sauce. After you've cooked it for about five minutes, throw in your A1 sauce. Throw back in your bacon bits after you've chopped them up. Mm-hmm. Give it a good stir. You can throw in some brown sugar if you like, if it's, you know, not sweet enough for you. Okay. You can throw in some Worcestershire. Give it a, you know, Worcestershire and, and uh, soy sauce are, you know, great concentrated flavors. that mm-hmm. I use. You know, you can use them for anything. All right. Like marinating. Word, word. Um, and you can hit it with some, wet, some uh, red wine, which mm-hmm. I, I tried one time and it came out pretty good. Just because I had some extra. Uh, Within the extra. sauce itself? Yeah. Okay. And that, you always want to use wine, any kind of liquid to deglaze before adding, you know, the next step. So right. All your, your which we call aromatics, garlic, onions, you know, if you want to use carrots, celery, that's when you would deglaze. Okay. Yeah.
1: Damn. You see, guys, bringing you knowledge, trying to get you educated, trying to see how you yeah. can cook at home. Later on, we'll give you a uh, little bit more uh <laughs> A little bit more, I guess, a breakdown of how to get into certain foods. Um, now, I know some of the foods. Now, I've been fortunate enough to taste a lot of the food that you make. I remember one time for uh, a playoff game, you had made some killer, killer ribs. And the sauce that you made. And I'm assuming, from what I remember seeing, you actually made make your own sauce from scratch. Correct. There was I can't remember what kind of sauce it was but God it was sweet it was perfect it's was, it was kind of like a like a Missouri style Kansas City it wasn't a rub I mean Kansas City is usually a rub but isn't it isn't it a not all Missouri they, style in just yeah, generally
2: a rub they no um certain places yeah if you can go anywhere and, and they might say well we're about Vinegar-based barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. so it's it's a lot of vinegar, which right. that's I I cannot stand. I don't yeah. like it. Um, I'm about tomato-based. Okay. So like Kansas City, like I said, you can go get um, uh, tomato-based product. Mm-hmm. You know barbecue sauce at one joint, and then go down the street, and then they might give you just a rub. Okay. And so my preference, the way you should be eating barbecue sauce, is with no sauce. But in the end, you know you have a little bit of sauce on the side to. Mm-hmm. Drink to dread you know to brush it over to as you know just drink it get a straw
1: your choice (laughs) you drink the sauce yeah that's a nice little chaser (laughs) now have you ever thought about getting into or i don't know if you have gotten into uh
2: yes bartending oh no i did bartend um, uh when i first started uh my culinary adventure Mm -hmm. it was real quick you know i don't have that was it was mainly a bar back and i stood in and which i helped get ice right and restock um I did a little bit of bartending, which was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it is true what they say, uh, you know, you're, you become a, a mentor. Well, a mentor to some people, you become a, a shoulder to cry on, you right. all that. Yeah, you're it's a like,
1: psychologist all of a sudden. It's it like, just, my man,
2: I got to make some drinks. Can you hold on? Like, you yeah. know, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the only, the only reason I'm asking for that, because I know a lot of times when you go to a restaurant, people will be like, well, if you're going to have dish A, it's, gonna be paired perfectly with this drink or with this um wine or you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I, I was figuring you know if you're able to get into the bartending side of it you know what i mean kill two birds with one stone. but like yo if you're gonna get into say for example you're gonna get into a tomahawk uh uh cut uh, of your meat uh, yeah you know what i mean It'd go good with the Glenn Levitt, or you know what I mean, it, it, like, like something you could just hit him. You know, you know, you can just kill it twice. You could kill him at the bar, and then kill him with with the with the food. You know what I mean? Mm. That way, you could come up with some kind of concoction to where it's all. I guess I guess the way I'm seeing it is you're getting your your meal and your drink all just blends in together beautifully, to where you don't get, uh, you know, you don't lose the taste that that, that you're trying to create on, the specific cut of meat or specific dish that you have in front of you you know what i mean because like the thing that kills me is when i see somebody eat a eat a steak and they have a soda you know what i mean It's like no dude or like pizza and tea like certain things just don't mix in my opinion Mm -hmm. you know what i mean whether i'm right or wrong that's i guess that's up to everybody's their own thing you know what i mean Even, even, even like when you have water you know i feel like it drenched like it like it Erases from the palate what you're already having, and you got, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's doing a disservice to what you're eating, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know that's something I that, or you can even do like, is you know what? If you're gonna have this steak, you know, if you have this shot at the end of it, it's gonna be perfect because it's gonna, you're gonna feel everything and it's gonna give you the perfect, you know, the, the perfect uh nightcap. Yeah. Have you ever thought about getting to that, or am I thinking too, am I overthinking this? My Gordon Ramsay this too much,
2: <laughs> um. No, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> um, now that you brought it up, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're it'd, welcome. It'd be something, you know, to look to get into. But it wouldn't mm. be it's not a bad idea. Yeah,
1: look at me, teaching the teacher. Look at that. <laughs> <go>. <laughs> you, you guys heard it here later on we're gonna come up with a words on fire dish. <laughs> we are already coming up with a beer. We came out with the checkerboard that came out and gave us a margarita recipe. <laughs> Oh, man, this, this just gets better and better pretty I much. I hope gonna, my,
2: my boss is listening so we can stock up on some booze so, we, so, <laughs> so <laughs> hey, students by can error, try. Right? You got to trial by error. You
1: got to start. You drink it up, trial by error, try to get everything going. All right, who's not 21 here? <laughs> Stay in the back. <laughs> right, yeah, They're the backs. <laughs> so that's what you put up and go get all the, all the ice and cups and wash all the shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so now going on to the different cuisines that you have. So I know I've tasted also your your italian food is some of the best that i've had it's it's freaking amazing dude what's your favorite dish that you get into man like what's oh my god cuz i cuz i know like when people see you know when, when you talk about cooks or chefs or sous chefs you know people have certain pictures on their head you know what i mean like you will have your Gordon Ramsays and you hear it or your Guy Fieri's you know people that are more like celebrities instead of really chefs mm-hmm. but then you start hearing like like cooks at a at a normal mom and pop stop and and like you're just thinking about some dude who's just there to be there to earn his paycheck and just get in and get out doesn't matter so what the food like, tastes like you know yeah. what I mean but like when I'm at home I picture that movie chef great movie mm-hmm. freaking fantastic movie like I even put the music on and try to do what little bit of culinary I know you know what I mean within my own home Gotcha what what's your go-to that gets you in that mood that you're just like man this is this is my knockout plate like if you want not impress somebody like if you don't impress the panties off of somebody what's the best one or what's your go-to dish my panties or someone no. else Cause, <laughs> no that's cause what the i, I did that to myself a couple times <laughs> that's what the alcohol is for just in general or anybody's panties i guess
2: it would have to be obviously an italian dish mm-hmm. um It would just be making fresh pasta. Okay. Eggs, flour, Mm -hmm. olive oil, a little bit of water, um, salt. Um, Doesn't take long to make. Right. Um, Doing a stuffed ravioli. Oh. uh, King crab uh, ravioli, which you don't see much. Right. Um, I am in the process of coming up with a recipe to make one. Mm Mm-hmm. Because everyone does lobster this, lobster that, you know, one of those fads that you know still existing. Lobster is great, but hands down, the best flavor you will get would be a king crab. King crab. Oh yeah. Um, Doing something, it would just be something simple, you know. Like you don't have to brainstorm for hours. Mm -hmm. You know, do a delicious white wine garlic butter sauce, toss with the you know fresh pasta, Mm -hmm. um, and then just find out her his likings what kind of protein is it going to be shrimp is it going to be chicken um i've never actually thought about that you know like it i mean i have but i've never actually went through and uh, and it's there's so much out there man (laughs) it's so much but sticking to something that someone's not used to seeing okay like i said fresh pasta you want to get into a tri-colored, which is which uh tricolored ravioli Make a dough out of spinach. Make a dough out of you know tomato paste, and then a sim a regular dough, oh, wow. and just mix them, to, uh, blend them together uh-huh. to make you know strips of you know each each color. So it's kind of looking like the Italian,
1: right? Right, the Italian flag. Or
2: shouts out to Italy. Uh, they're all locked down yeah. right now. <laughs> oh man,
1: they're locked down. Hey, but they've been saying that the uh, uh, the little rivers where the gondolas go through are like freaking amazingly clear now. That they've been locked. They've been locked out. They're like crystal clear. so Damn. Awesome. Yeah, It might be good. It's, it's a reset for the, for, the, for the world, you know what I mean? That's for the people that are actually abiding by the rule that's supposed to be out
2: there. Hopefully the, that'll happen to the Rio Grande, you know. so <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen to the Rio Grande. The Rio Grande's um, almost gone, Brad. Let's get it real damn. here. Well, let me start by saying, I mean, not to go off topic with that, but yeah. going back to what we're talking about. Um, much love to my mom. And rest in peace to my grandma, the two ladies that got me into cooking. My, okay. My grandma at Denny's showed me um, or t- told me how to make uh, sauteed mushrooms. Mm-hmm. We went to go get a burger there and I'm like eating and she's telling me how to make it. I'm like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. I'm like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> and then she made it at her house and I was like, well, I'm gonna go watch cartoons. You let me know when it's done. Right. You know, I was just one of those kids that I wish I would have listened to her more in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and I did that with my mom, and my mom's lasagna hands down is is the best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, yeah, she went away from you know salt. She doesn't use that salt that much, but it's just the best. Mm-hmm. Like, like your lasagna is awesome. Your your my wife your your right. sister her lasagna is awesome. Right, right, right. But just that's what that, that's what motivated me. What motivated me to want to cook. The you lasagna. Know, yeah. Like waking up in the morning, you know, not wanting to go to school, mm-hmm. like crying, whatever, pissed off. Right. Mijo, I'm making lasagna for dinner, you know, I'm like, okay. Like <laughs> I was up, I was at school, first one in line. I told my friends about it, told my teachers, Well, what's the answer to this? I don't know, but I'm getting lasagna when I get home. <laughs> oh, shit, Like <laughs> the power the power of lasagna. <laughs> so wanting to make people happy is what motivated me to Yeah. Wanna cook and, you know, make other people happy and Um, so I would, I've never made lasagna for my mom or at her house out of respect for her. Like your mom, I would Mm -hmm. never make, she makes awesome food. Right. I would never make, you know, a certain dish for them because, well, she makes it better than I do. Okay. And I don't have, I know I can make it different. Right. 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 Anybody can make a dish better. Yeah. You know, and hers, you just can't touch.
1: So, so then your, your mom and your grandma, so then there were the. The inspiration to get you going to teaching, going into the culinary arts. Mm-hmm. What thought process do you have about these guys? Like I was mentioning earlier, the uh, chef celebrities, the your Gordon Ramsey's, your uh, what's that naked chef dude named uh, Oliver Twist mm-hmm. or what was the like his name? Uh, uh, what J- are Jamie Oliver? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, your Rachel Ray's. What, what's your take on these guys? You think cause I, like I, I've been to a, a Guy Fieri restaurant. Granted, it was just a burger and some fries, but it was pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm with you. It was you pretty freaking amazing. Shout out to the link out there in Vegas that shut down also now. Yeah. Well, like, the hotels are shut down. Um, yeah, yeah. These guys get down, man. Like, like what? Like, do you think? Have you tasted any of these other guys' foods? Like, as far as for their restaurants, or like, you know what? These guys are legit, or you know what? These guys are freaking horrible. Like, I don't know how these guys are in the business.
2: The only one I tried, well, I tried uh, Giada's. This was all in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, was not impressed. Okay. But then again, we can't. I can't. I'm not talking trash about them because
1: they weren't the ones cooking it.
2: And I'll, you know, I might take a step back and say, you know what? A lot of restaurants are filled with cooks, mm-hmm. not chefs. Okay? okay. A cook cooks and a chef creates. Mm-hmm. What kind of, what are you out there? Ask yourself, well, I cook this and this. If you're a home cook mm-hmm. and you make dishes that are your own, mm-hmm. you know, you're a chef in my book. Okay, that doesn't mean you go out and apply. I'm a chef. No, right. That just means that you're you, you have what most cooks wish you know. You have that asset that most cooks wish they had, and that's to create. Okay, and it's hard for a lot of people to do that. You know, um, I know we want to talk about going to stores and finding out. You know, what could we? with the sh- shelves being empty? You know, what, yeah. what could I do? You know, it's about creating food, not. You know, we eat almost pretty much the same thing every week. Mm-hmm. My wife and I eat spaghetti. Yesterday I made some Chinese, you know, lettuce wraps uh, uh fried rice. You know, we try to switch it up, you know, make right. it different. Um, but going back to what we're talking about, you know, it might have just been a cook that just it's just a job to them that made it. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that a lot of cooks, most restaurants, I would say. Any cook that's in there, any chef, you know, it's all about knowing the basics. Mm -hmm. If you can't cook an egg to save your life, right, you do not belong in the kitchen. (laughs) Okay, okay. So if people ask me, "Will you open up a restaurant?" You know, like what are you going to do? I'm like, well, not talking about the menu. I'm going to talk about my staff. Mm -hmm. Um, well, tell me what you want me to make for you. That's on the menu, and I can make it. No, I'm going to give you vegetables. I'm going to give you eggs. And a couple proteins. Mm -hmm. I want you to make me a dish, and of course, you know, some some rice, right? Whatever, right? Some starchy, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And chances are, they might make something, but you know, it might be impressive. It might might not be. Mm -hmm. But it's all about the basics. You know, just if you just want to be a cook in a restaurant and make whatever they tell you to make, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Okay, but if you really want to strive in this industry. Um, and it's not just that if you want to be a better you know person at home you want your family to you know it's you want to wow your family especially your better half mm-hmm. you know take that step further you know i'm not i know i'm promoting epcc but it's a great place to start like they say right and finish you know you're gonna get your education you're gonna you know you're gonna learn so much and i tell my students everything that i know mm-hmm. i tell them about you know Obviously not the, the after parties and all that, you know, because right. they don't need to know that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just every, all the little tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. Not throwing jalapenos in the fryer, taking it out and calling those toreados. That's not a toriado Throw yeah. it on the grill. Get that color going. On. Get, Get that the, char on the... Yes. Yeah, yeah
1: um hey and, don't be scared of talking on the mic bro don't, don't, don't be scared oh, of talking my bad i'm backing yeah, up no, over. Yeah, yeah, I'm about kidding. to stand up and <laughs> throw something and shit. <laughs> no that's cool
2: um but yeah okay i know i keep on going off topic giada's <laughs> not impressed gordon ramsay super impressed okay uh the planet hollywood mm-hmm. um the burger by hands down was the best i've ever had mm-hmm. ever Um, the same thing with uh, the place you went to oh uh, Guy Fieri's yeah awesome Um, and that's all we tried it was after um, I think those three we said you know what let's stick to uh, let's stick to where where the locals go okay a lot of places in there uh, in the casinos that are uh, not some are to me are kind of overpriced okay um Oh there's one place I forgot. It's another it's a Gordon Ramsay and uh his steak his steak restaurant. That one's in um the Eiffel Tower, I believe. Mm-hmm. I went there for uh, a bachelor party with some friends. Oh my god. <laughs> it was legit, right? My mouth is wadding right now. It was Look at you. it was his beef wellington, honestly. I mean he yeah. didn't actually make it, but right. you know, he whatever they did back there, you know, it was mm-hmm. Perfect.
1: So for people that don't know what a beef Wellington
2: is, what is it? You have your puff pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, like a croissant? Uh, yeah, you can say that. Okay. Pretty much the same method. Um, and it has, should be a tenderloin. Tenderloin is a, uh, the most tender cut you will get mm-hmm. from a cow. Um, okay. That is what's attached to a porterhouse, the smaller cut of a porterhouse, and a, and a T-bone. Mm-hmm. The other well, the other side would be a, t- uh, a New York strip. Okay. You salt and pepper that. You sear it. You add a mushroom duxelle, which is uh, sauteed mushrooms with some garlic and thyme, which is the way I love to do it. Okay. Um, and you lightly chop them up in the food processor or hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you put that on top of the steak. You put uh some people like to put a, a slather of uh, mustard on the dough, and then they put the steak on top. They'll to wrap it, and then you bake it at a uh, uh 375 400 degrees so the
1: steak is inside the actual pastry correct okay
2: like it's it's oh my god so <laughs> you get a flaky layer you get a, a beautifully earthy mushroom with uh garlic and thyme Dang. and then you get your steak that is just melt in your mouth like nice
1: so that's uh, a beef wellington oh yeah <laughs> if y'all can see the expression on this guy's face, he's like, "You got any
2: cereal, like, or I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't know. if He's having a stroke, or he's just having a—he's just having a good flashback. as a hot flashback. So then, when when it comes to all these different meats and cuts, what what's the best cut on a for a steak? Is it the fillet?
2: Oh man, you is open it up a can of worms right there? All right, so you got to question yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want something with marbling? Um, are you looking for something with fat? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about a lot of fat, just the good fat. Or are you looking for something that's lean? Okay. My choice is going to be fat all the time, and mm-hmm. I'll go with the ribeye. Okay. My wife's choice is a New York strip. Mm-hmm. It's good. Ribeye, hands down, is the best. Okay. Now, if you want to go lean, tenderloin is the best. Right. And for some of your restaurants out there that are serving, and I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> tenderloin, um... Uh, I hope you. I hope you guys stick to that, because um, I went to one restaurant, not going to mention the name. Mm-hmm. I tried to cut into it. If you order a well-done steak, uh, tenderloin, you can cut into it with a butter knife. Okay. That's how tender it is. Right. Hence okay? the name
1: tenderloin. Yes. Right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, mine was medium. I tried to cut into it. It felt tough. It was chewy. Mm-hmm. And you charged about 30 bucks for that, for a 10 ounce. Right yeah yeah shame on you never going back (laughs) shame on you yeah
1: so as as a as a chef how upsetting is it when you go out to restaurants and you read you read say for example in a description of such x and x steak or you know with this special sauce and this with it and then you get it and it's complete i don't want to say it's trash but it's not it's not what it was uh described as for example like you said like like you're talking about this dude with the tenderloin and you know more likely that actually wasn't a tenderloin that they served you like how yeah like as a chef how 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 much does that get under your skin like how upsetting is that
2: um i go home and beat my dog oh shit yeah Oh, that's, that's, that's why you're on your fifth dog, then. That's why you're on your fifth dog. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're gonna have Peter writing to us now, and fuck, he's just kidding. He's never had a dog. He beats his children like all the other Americans. Yeah, like everybody
2: else does. Somebody has to pay for it. Oh dog. shit! It, it's very upsetting, you know. Like um, being in this industry, being a chef. Like mm-hmm. people look at me if I say one thing about something. Oh my god, he's so snobby. He's so picky. Oh, just shut up and eat it. Wow. I yes. know certain people and I'll say it, you know, mm-hmm. like my father in law, he won't eat someone's rice, but he'll eat someone else's rice. Right. Just eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand why. I still haven't got an explanation. No, that one's mushy. I mean it it they're both delicious. Just right. you know, like I love your father today. You know that. <laughs> um whenever I cook, he's my taste tester. Yeah. Or your wife, or my wife, sorry. Right. Um it's it's a tough subject to talk about, man. You know, like I said, going back to basics. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a simple soup. If you get a soup, um, if it's a chowder, if it's a bisque, bisque uh, contains seafood, mm-hmm. like a lobster bisque, whatever. Right. Anybody can put vegetables into a container, mm-hmm. throw water or, you know, throw a little bit of chicken bouillon mm-hmm. and just boil it, blend it thicken it up with a roux, which is equal parts flour and fat Okay. hit it with a touch of cream you know um and call it a soup right that's not culinary 101 that's not basics okay it's about baby steps you know you you got to start with you know um sweating your vegetables or sauteing them depending on if you want color or not
1: sweating them is it like steaming them or is that
2: it's at a lower temperature, so okay. you're, you're cooking. You're uh, you're starting to get the um, get the juices, release up. the flavors. You know, you're 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 just starting the cooking process. You're mm-hmm. releasing all those flavors, um, and then you get into sauteing, which you, you know you have a little higher temperature, like caramelizing onions. Right. That's another big one that I'll talk about. You know, um, French onion soup. You know, I, I got a soup one time, and the onions were crunchy. Uh-huh. why the hell if, if it takes four hours <laughs> for got some onion rings in there onions cooked with butter and oil yeah to, it takes about four hours to make a french onion soup Damn. so w- those onions will not be crunchy right so what the hell happened yeah and this wasn't in el paso this okay. was in philadelphia mm-hmm. um yeah.
1: so what what's the what's the biggest I guess uh, the biggest issue that you've been seeing whenever you go to restaurants that is like the most common mistakes that they make that they probably shouldn't make that are easily correctable.
2: Um All right. So like I tell my students and I'm telling everybody out there, you go to a restaurant and you order a, you know, chicken breast steak, mm-hmm. whatever. Before you touch it, I mean before you cut into it, flip it over.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: more than half of the time, it looks Cajun when I didn't order Cajun at all. So okay. it, look, it looks it looks burnt. It looks like, you know, first of all, the grill marks. If it's grilled, you know, we're all over the place. Like it's been turned so many times. Mm-hmm. A true steak is turned twice and flipped once. And it's, okay. Done, and it's done. Okay. Um, but if it's seared, it's just like they want to get color on one side. They flip it over. They're happy. But it stays on the other side. Mm-hmm three times as long as it was on the first side. Right. And it's just sitting there waiting to be served or, you know. Okay. And it's just it just gives you a bitter taste, a burnt taste, whatever it might be. That's mm-hmm. the major problem I have when I go to restaurants.
1: So, within your classes, the are your students actually trying to are they learning to be cooks or are they learning to be chefs? Like what do they what do they graduate with? Are they like like when they get through your courses? Mhm. Are they full blown chefs? Are they full blown? No, no, no. Sous chefs or like how's that? Like what's the rankings?
2: (laughs) When you graduate from EPCC, you know you you obviously get a certificate or Mm -hmm. you get an associates. Okay. Um, Depending when I went, I did go. I was a student, got my associates. Um, It's not saying you're a chef already. Okay. It's figuratively speaking, it's like saying we're giving you a license to go out there and actually cook in a restaurant. Okay, but you're not getting a license. Right. It's just saying. So,
1: wh- where do you go to become a chef? How do you become a chef, that like, like these, like a renowned chef? You know what I'm saying? Mm. The hell is that? <laughs> it's time to flip the chicken. <laughs> time to flip that chicken wing. Get the get it out the brine. My bad. Now you good? So, like like what what major what major culinary schools are there around here to get you to that point where you have the actual designation of chef, and that you earn that right.
2: Um, it's just it's a lot of education. Mm-hmm. Um, you start here at EPCC, and mm-hmm. from there, I mean, you can open up your own restaurant if you if you want to. Right. If you're that dedicated, if you have the the will, the power, because mm-hmm. um, obviously you need that piece of paper if you want to get a you know open up your own business, get a loan. You need that piece of paper. So okay. You have pretty much two feet in rather than just one. Right. Um, there are a lot of students that, for one, they come in not knowing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of, um, and I blame Food Network for <laughs> glamorizing this and that. You know? Right. Guys, the one thing they don't show you on Food Network, and this goes for parents out there, show your kids how to clean because students that come in right. don't know how to clean. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't know how to mop. They don't know how you know, oh, we got to clean this now. Like, yeah, Right. You
1: know, yeah. They're going to make the mess now to pick it up. Exactly. Right.
2: You, you can't work in a, in a kitchen if it's not clean. And well, yeah. I've been, I've done caterings, which I do do caterings on mm-hmm. the side. Um, and I go to houses and it's just, it's, it's a pigsty. It's, it's, right. it's disgusting. Like you want me to cook in here? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a health issue. It's yeah, definitely a health exactly. issue.
2: Exactly. So a lot of students like you know, like we were talking about, they once they graduate, they either go on to um they might go to NMSU mm-hmm. you know, hospitality, um, get more education there, go for your bachelors. Okay. Um or they might just say, you know what, I'm done with school. I'm ready to open up a place. And some have, and some are very successful. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard about them. I just it was word of, <laughs> word of mouth that you know what they right. open up this place, or because some students when they graduate they still keep in touch. Yeah, um, you have the, you'll get the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the business part is a It's a different story. Okay, okay is that so, part of the? Is
1: that part of your guys's course also? No, or is that we separate?
2: Do, that's separate. So we'll do culinary. We'll do. Uh, We'll give you restaurant management and pastry. Restaurant management will give you, you know, an insight. You know, Mm -hmm. learning learning how to run the front of the house, the numbers. Oh, shit. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: The coronavirus struck again.
2: (laughs) A recall. another body down. (laughs) It's a recall on toilet paper.
1: (laughs) Dude, what's the deal with this freaking toilet paper being gone everywhere, man? Like, how, why is that important right now? It's not. Sorry, I just... Yeah, getting off the top. It makes no sense. People are going to die with the cleanest assholes ever. Makes zero (laughs) sense. (laughs) Public safety alert. Oh, that's what it is. It's a message from our city health department as we speak, talking about doing five simple things to damn it's a long ass message. And then they send it in Spanish. <laughs> Freaking racist <laughs> Where's the other languages huh uh, Wash your hands often Cough and sneeze into your elbow Don't touch your face Stay six feet apart Stay home if you feel, feel sick And call your doctor
2: Alright let's talk about the Don't go to your doctor
1: me. And the Amber Alert While we're at it dude, dude there's several Amber Alerts What the hell
2: I only got one
1: No I got like three Damn that? Kind of, it's a busy day today It's a busy day today in the world
2: all right, so I um, I don't know if you saw the news the other day. A certain reporter was showing how to wash hands, mm-hmm. and it drives me to the roof because we show our students how to properly wash hands, okay. and it's not just if you're dealing with food; it should be standard for everybody, right? Okay. The one thing that was done was they turned off the faucet with their hands. Mm-hmm. Well, you turn on the faucet with your dirty hands, so that right. means your faucet should be dirty, even though they put hand sanitizer in the end. It's yeah. Still. <laughs> with the shortage of uh, hand sanitizer if you're not using it.
1: The shortage of soap as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, remember, wash hands. Let the water run while you're drying your hands. Use your paper towel to turn off said faucet. And soap on the, the door. Keep the paper towel. Yes. Yeah, and open the door with the paper towel. Because now you're defeating the purpose of you washing your hand. And I've seen that done several times. And that's why I look at people... It, I I have the, uh, <laughs> I I usually I, I try to keep quiet at certain times, but sometimes I look at people like you nasty motherfuckers, <laughs> y'all some nasty motherfuckers. Then you have the nerve to come out here and talk about cleanliness and public health while you picking your nose. It's like, come on, man, what is wrong with you people?
2: That's my wife. She does it. <laughs> <laughs> she I'm picks ki- your nose. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> hey,
1: so let me ask you: the cordon bleu. This, Everybody's. Heard, I know several people have heard about the Cordon Bleu. What the hell is the Cordon Bleu? Is that a? I don't have too much info on that. Is that know, a like, food? Is that a place? Oh wait, is
2: that so? That that would be to uh for your school. Okay, that'd be a school. Yeah, if you're wanting to go to culinary, like they have a Cordon Bleu. Okay, um, is that like
1: the top of the top? Is that like
2: no? Uh, no. Well, that I know of. No, I mean, like I said, I'm not gonna talk about that because I don't know much yeah. info. So I'm not gonna disrespect them. I mean, it um it's a. You know, I've heard people that go there. You know, it's it's a great school. Mm-hmm. I know nothing negative or you know about them. Um, the top right now in the U.S. would be the CIA, the Culinary Institute of the America. CIA. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go to Langley. Uh, you get a chef knife and a and a, and a nine millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the it's upstate New York. Uh, okay. Culinary Institute of America. That's where my favorite chef of all time, Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he went okay um also uh, simon uh, what's his name from food network another uh, uh iron chef you know mm-hmm. another great guy also okay i, I want to try his food right damn yeah.
1: i might imagine if you had that luxury of trying all those guys on there like would you be able do you ever get when you're in class like say i don't want to say to kill time but would you ever be like all right guys you know what like these two students seem to be like the top of the heap right now. No. Like let's pit them against each other. Let's freaking you got 30 minutes to come up with a dish. Loser has to clean everything. <laughs> you never thought, you never done that.
2: No, it wouldn't be fair to other students. And, uh, there would be, you know, I'm not one to do favoritism. Mm-hmm. We should never do that. Um, cause all students, you know, should be treated the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, I have students that stand out from others. Right. Um, but you don't do like an Iron
1: Chef style where you have like, all right, you ate against you ate. You guys are going to come up and, you know what I mean, just to spice it up a bit. You know what I'm saying? You know, just to get them, just to throw something like curve bottom, but like, all right, guys, this is like a pop quiz. See, what, see if you could put to practice what you've learned thus far before we actually go into something else. You know what I mean? Just throw it on the side. So hey, here are your, I can't remember how the Iron Chef works. I think you get like a main <laughs> freaking dish like they'll give you like eggplants. Here yeah. you go. Make something happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have ever, you ever you should try something like that? Well, that would
2: be interesting. Well with our classes, um coronavirus. <coughs> mm. um, our, our basics, a cooking class, our American regional, international. Mm-hmm. Um those classes where we have objectives every week mm-hmm. in different regions. Um at the end of the semester, uh, if it's a mini master it would be week seven. We give them a practical, not like the not like their practicum class that mm-hmm. I was talking to you about earlier. Um, this one would be a they get a mystery basket, okay, um, and they got to decide what they want to make. Okay, and it's it, there's no new ingredients. Oh, so it's all the ingredients that we've used. The, they've learned over. Okay, exactly. Uh-huh. And they either do it by themselves or they pair up. Usually, we just have them pair up with it with their group because mm-hmm. they're always in groups. You know, it's like if it's fifteen students. It's uh, five groups with mm-hmm. three in each. Okay, and uh, depending, like I said, depending on how many students, it might be two per group. Right, and we usually tell them, do me a, you know, do me an appetizer, do me a salad, do me an entree, uh, and do me a dessert. Okay, I love to focus more on on uh, entrees. Right, because an entree would always consist should consist of five components. Okay, which you, are from bottom up, you have your starch, your veggie your protein, mm-hmm. your sauce, and your crisp. Okay. Every, every plate should have a crisp. Could be fried onions, which they call tobacco onions. Um, it could be like a, like a bacon strip. Ooh. You know. Oh yeah. Everybody loves bacon. Okay. not <laughs> love bacon. Right. So that is a, that is a good idea. Yeah. You know, like with having like an Iron Chef, have them compete 15, uh, 14 students, seven on seven. Yeah, half and a half. You know, but if it's 15, you know, you know, uh, yeah you just might i might choose the groups and i have like the like the weaker <laughs> right you know yeah but right. the one thing i i love um i love doing the most is focusing my time more on the students um that need that right that, that extra, instruction you know that, right. that, that you know some students get it some don't um and that's what us, that's what us instructors, which all the all of the, my coworkers are, mm-hmm. are wonderful at that. Um, they they love to you know, folk you know help out students when you know the ones that are struggling the most. Mm-hmm. And because um, if if they don't understand they don't get a grasp of it. What are they going to do if they graduate? What are they going to do halfway through? And right. you know, what if we want them to graduate? The right. problem the problem we're having is retention. Okay. Uh, Throughout EPCC, mainly with us, you know. Um, But we're not the only ones. Yeah. Um, Students come in, and it's like, well, we might have a certain amount registering this semester, but next semester or the following, it drops by like half. Right. So it's like, what the hell's going on?
1: Is it because they're not grasping it because they don't feel comfortable? Because. So yeah, a number many, of different things though. so
2: many different reasons, man, like we that's every time we have our division meetings mm-hmm. um it's it's ridiculous, man like um everybody comes up with great ideas, but that's all we talk about, and it's great, right you know it's just it's it's because we i'm trying to we try to figure out what the hell can we do to mm-hmm. keep these students
1: right, right the retention
2: we're on the right track, you know we're doing something about it, yeah, but it's like. It, it's upsetting when, well, where's this student? Where's this student? Oh, they dropped out.
1: Well, oh. sometimes, I mean, when you go through it, sometimes you're just like, you know what? This might not be for me after all. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought or maybe I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going, to, this, is, this, this isn't this this is what I wanted to choose. I mean, because I mean, you got to remember, you're dealing with 20-year-olds, right? For the most part, 19 to 23-year-olds, right? All ages. And the majority of these people don't. I mean, I've known people that are professional students they're 40 years old still going to school because they can't make up their mind yet I was mm-hmm. like dude you got like five years to work before you gotta <laughs> retire makes zero sense right they haven't given nothing in no contribution but they're going to school so it's okay so I mean it, it's a number of different things do you do you guys as far as like the the actual teachers or the uh, coordinators ever get in there and like look, be like alright guys look this is what it's gonna look like I'm gonna make a dish he's gonna make a dish you tell us what you guys taste or you tell us which one comes out best. Do you guys ever compete with each other as far as,
2: like, the teachers? No, but we have um, we have done that before yeah. when we talk about the 1309 restaurant. Okay, we're going to come up with, we got new dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, the recipe is the same. It's just we. we Put a we, spin on it. We get No, we get info. Well, on the plate up. That's what okay. we work on because that's the main thing. So, so the presentation. Exactly. So you with your eyes first. You yeah, absolutely. That. And it's that's what we focus on. And We haven't really done, you know. You guys come up with something, you know. Yeah. No, because right now it's just it's just uh, the SES manager, Chef Nickerson, and he um, he has his recipes, which is the standard. That's what we mm-hmm. use. So if he makes something for our catering, well, we've probably used that in you know our classes or right. You know. Okay. Like the bread rolls. You know, the pastry students will make it. Yeah. Um. For him. So he's not making everything. That's a student. Students are making everything. Mm-hmm. 1309 Restaurant, if anybody's interested, uh, which I did want to talk about earlier, um, 831-1309. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you're talking about 15 to $19 average for a five-course meal. A mousse-bouche, which is a one to two um, bite, you can say, like appetizer, um, but it's complimentary. And it's called and, what? Mousse-bouche? A mousse-bouche. I want to talk about this because yeah. this is funny but yeah, yeah, uh, on, the, on the movie Chef um John Leguizamo actually I'm wearing his shirt yeah you are
1: letting history for morons I love
2: that guy Um he calls the other guy uh one of his uh the taller guy I forgot his name He's oh like, the co- Italian kid no no no, no the, the Italian no, no.
1: dude the older dude from all the gangster movies now
2: oh yeah 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 he calls him come here you moose douche <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> So, so what is it, crack open. What is a mousse douche? <laughs> a mousse bouche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, usually that, that ties into your entree. So, if you're making, uh, let's say you have a, a chicken dish, mm-hmm. well, then your mousse bouche would have a smaller version of what you'll get in your entree. Okay.
1: So, like a precursor.
2: Okay. Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Um, but, but, For the students we always have them come up with a different amuse bush using the same ingredients that we have on our our requisition Mm -hmm. and that means everything from produce to proteins to to starches everything we should have in the restaurant Mm -hmm. in other words they're not bringing something in you know like well i want to use this exotic fruit no no use what we have right that's that and again students get mad but it's like hey when you're in a restaurant and you're trying to, you know, maybe not your house mm-hmm. and you can't go to the store and buy stuff because we're running out. Right. He, you use what you get. Make something out of nothing. You right. Know, right. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so the restaurant was
1: 1309. That's what it's called. Yes. And that's the community college restaurant. Yes. Okay. So all the money that's raised there, or that that's made off of the plates, um, that goes back into the program, exactly. So that goes and gets all your foods and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, so, so when is this? When are they open? Or,
2: um, after speaking with the coordinator a couple of days ago, it looks like we're not going to be open because of this whole right corona. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're still going to have classes, I believe, when it'll just be with the students. I mean, I'm, i not going to get into that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's I, unknown. Until I find out, you know, exactly right. so what's gonna happen.
1: Generally go on. before the before the Rona hit, what, what what were the the normal hours of operation?
2: Uh it could be and before it used to be Monday, Tuesday, lunch, dinner, 11, eleven thirty and twelve, I believe, were the reservation times too. Okay. That you could choose. And dinner would be six thirty and seven. Okay. And then, so I say it was Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday would be the service. Mm-hmm. Monday is always prep. And then Wednesday, Thursday. But Wednesday prep, Thursday is actual service, execution. Okay. But because of retention, you know, we're only open either Wednesday and Thursday. Well, Thursdays, right. but classes are Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. My class is going to be Monday, Tuesday, but now we're not going to supposedly have, um, we're not going to be open to the public. Mm-hmm. Since the restaurants, bar, you know, all those rep bars are shutting down. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's safe to right. do that, but um, yeah, yeah. there are a lot of students that knew they were gonna, you know, take my class and they were excited and they well, have this idea for this, and I'm like, I have ideas too, right? I can't wait. So <laughs> we'll still make the best of it.
1: Right, you, you got to do what you got to do. So mm-hmm. what else you guys got going on that you want to plug from uh, APCC?
2: Well, I am part time, not full time. So um, sitting in, I don't sit in the meetings with the mm-hmm. full timers. Um, I might get a little, you know, from the other instructors, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much information right now, um, but things have been put to a halt. So right. the one stuff I do know, rather not mention it because it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's More depressing.
1: Well. No, I mean, Hey, what well, we get, it. I mean, you gotta be, uh, safety over, uh, everything else. Cause the last thing you want to do is contaminate a whole restaurant full of people and, Mhm. And then have that be your fault, and then have, heaven forbid, one of these guys died. Yeah. That's just going to weigh in on your conscience.
2: Uh, so, I will say something if you don't mind. Go so ahead. So, the 1309, when I started as a student at Trans Mountain, we're, mm-hmm. at, we're right now located at the ASC building behind Founds of Farah. Okay. You mm-hmm. go down Viscount, you know, um, easy to find. Right. Uh, building B. Um, when I started as a student, there was only 10 of us.
1: Damn.
2: Okay. Um, our classroom was room 1309. And mm-hmm. That's where we got our name. Okay. And our classroom was a restaurant. It was a classroom. It was everything. Mm-hmm. It, only, it was one small area, probably about the size of this room, um, but it was almost maybe like two-thirds the size more. Okay. Um, but it was small. Mm-hmm. And our my instructor was Chef Webb. He's the dean right now. Mm-hmm. Wonderful guy. Um, I give him much respect um, because of him, Chef Geta, which he's my mentor, and my okay. good friend. I was his best man at his wedding, and vice versa. Yeah, um, they, him. It was not just not just him. It was other people that you know. They're yeah. the reasons why we have you know 300 plus students, right? 200 plus. I don't know what's at right now, <laughs> but we have. I mean, if you guys even want to just come check out the facility, it's mm-hmm. incredible. You'll just be amazed restaurant we also have dining and dash um which you come in Dining dash yeah for lunchtime we also serve well, we serve breakfast so right we open up about nine o'clock and they close depending on the day it could be three
1: mm-hmm. but
2: the pastries that the students make you're able to sample okay um like i said all this food that's made and all the classes get sold after the students try it mm-hmm to make a profit out of out of it, and all that goes back into, into the program. To the program.
1: That's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, at least it doesn't go into somebody's pocket like as a, as a bonus or whatnot. No, so that's, no, no, That's the, freaking awesome. The tips
2: from the restaurant, so you guys know, doesn't the the server never gets it? Okay. That goes into the to the scholarship fund. Okay. And it's just it's it's a great thing. We just need more people to come out. Right. Like I said you can ask for chef Geta, chef Lugo. You know, if I'm there, I'll walk with you and show you the area. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our aquaponics, um, which is we, we're growing our own seafood. I'm sorry, our own tilapia. Growing your own seafood? Our, our own tilapia, which is seafood. Okay. <laughs> um, Dude, it's already lunchtime. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're already getting all this um, food talk. And we grow we grow our own, you know, most of, a lot of our vegetables we grow there. Okay. You know? um, and that's, if you guys don't know, the fish poo is what, you know, all the nutrients that's what feeds. It's a circulation. It's well, it's, it's a, a long process, I'm not gonna get into. <laughs> it's a circle of life. Um, but we have a awesome garden outside. Um and I guess the tough part and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it, when we're at a lack with the lack of students, you know, especially on break, you know, um those that garden isn't being maintained like it should. Right. You know, and that's the bad part. But yeah. we do have students that are wanting to start, you know, Especially from the, the, the culinary club, they'll mm-hmm. want to start, you know, um, hey, what if we come in? You know, you, you come in one day, I'll come in another day, you know, we'll, we'll, okay. on, on vacation. Right. And a lot of those are honor students that are doing that. Okay. You know, and it doesn't have to be an honor student, you know, like this is, this is, this is you're going to school for right. this, you know. Um, we'll show you how to maintain the garden. You can use anything from the garden, bring it to class mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and you can use it on a dish for the uh, this past mini-mester American regional. My students were at the garden day before, day of hmm. picking stuff out to use. That's fine. Right. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, that's the best way to do it. I mean, we want to talk about freshness. Oh guard, yeah, garden the plate. <laughs> that's all you need. Mm-hmm. So that's the thirteen oh nine restaurant part of the EPCC. And APCC, for those that don't know, it's El Paso Community College, which are the Tejanos, I believe. <laughs> I believe um, it's, a, it's a great spot. I think I've actually been at that restaurant. Yeah, that's one restaurant we had my. Uh, I think we had a, a celebration there one time for uh, an anniversary party.
2: Your parents' anniversary. yeah,
1: my parents' anniversary party. So the, for the restaurant there was awesome. The food was awesome. Service is great. Like I said, we, they serviced that day. I think it was like 60 of us deep that went in there. Um, everything was on point. Everything was good to go. If you guys, are you guys, if you're in the El Paso area and you want to try to even learn a little bit more about culinary, culinary arts, different types of culinary, how to bring your game up, hit up my man, Chef, D, uh, Chef Diaz. I don't know why I want to say Chef <laughs> Vader. Chef Diaz at the EPCC. uh what is it? EPCC.org.com. What are you guys? Dot edu. Dot edu. There you go. Get no. them up. Try to get some information. Enroll. Learn. Get a chance to... Uh, what? What happened? Hmm? What'd you do? Uh,
2: no, let's uh, talk about the the grocery stores real quick. Oh, okay. We, yeah. We'll yeah. So
1: all right. So right now, with, one of the things that, that uh, Chef Diaz wanted to do, um, you know, with everything going on right now, with the coronavirus and uh, grocery stores being... Basically depleted of um, all kinds of foods. You'll be lucky we find some foods. We figured since we have a chef on here, it'd be great to get some ideas from a chef of what we can do uh, to make the most out of a bad situation. Uh, I believe he's got a little list of things. Talk to him about that. <laughs> Talk to um, the people.
2: Educate some people. So when you brought it up to me, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. It was a good. It was a, a good idea to, you know. Educate the, the listeners out there what to do. I don't have all the answers, guys. You know, like that. My first time when I went into Walmart, and I, I was like, "Damn, everybody's getting ready for March Madness." Yeah. And this was what a week and a half ago, or I don't know, when this all started. Mm-hmm. I was. I didn't realize that everybody was freaking out right. because of what was going on. There was no need to. There's still no. There's still no need to. You know, you mm-hmm. go and buy what you need. Um, I'm looking at people that need certain items, you know, and then we're taking it away from them. Right. You don't need a you know, this isn't a zombie apocalypse. We're not having to buy, you know, yeah, hundred pounds of rice.
1: <laughs> that ain't the walking dead just yet. No, <laughs> not, not, not right? just yet.
2: Um at, for my caterings or for the house for the family. When right. I go and buy brown rice, I go and buy sushi rice or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, now there's none. Right. I mean you it's people scary. out there that bought it and you know you, Damn right, you know you, you've never cooked with it, right? And you're buying it, (laughs) bring it back because I need it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Walking through the stores, I've been through plenty of them. Back, you know, back one day, back in uh, two days later. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of meats that are there that aren't being you know purchased that people don't know what to do with. You know, we all have phones, ladies and gentlemen. You know, um, stop facebooking and start googling. Mm -hmm. You know. Whatever the product says, if it's a short rib, if it's a, you know, if it's any kind of rib that you never made before, yeah. if it's a, you know, a certain cut of beef that, you know, you're not sure what to do with, mm-hmm. you know, just Google it, you know, any kind of meat out there. If it's a chuck roast, you know, something looks like I have a lot of marbling, you can obviously stew that, Okay. you know, but it's like I said, it's always sticking to the basics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Large cuts of meat, you can cut them down. You can, you know, pressure cookers. But before talking about food, ladies and gentlemen, go out there because um, the one thing I did see was Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. I am huge on Ziploc bags, freezer. Okay. Only buy freezer. You mm-hmm. go to Sam's, you go to Costco, stock up or any store. Stock up on your on your on your gallon, your quart mm-hmm. freezer bags. Those are thicker than your normal freezer, your normal uh, Ziploc bags. Right. Um, <clears throat> the one thing you want to focus on is, if you're really gonna freak out, we'll start freezing food. Mm-hmm. You'll be amazed at how much food you could freeze, but the problem is people aren't freezing it correctly. Okay. okay? okay. Cryovac machine is the way to go. Okay. Okay. Especially if you wanna if you wanna cryovac meat. Um, I bought a rib a ribeye uh, from Sam's. Um, it was a it's a rib loin and it was about 16 pounds mm-hmm. I got 17 steaks out of it okay almost mm-hmm. almost a pound each um, wrapped it in plastic wrap okay and then I put that into uh, Ziploc freezer bags mm-hmm. that is the best way if you're not vacuuming to freeze food you won't get any ice crystals on it it's not gonna mess up your the protein mm-hmm. um, the protein muscle okay um how long would it be good for? A few months? You can have it in there for, you know, month, two months, three months. I mean, as long as, as long as, just, I've had, I've went as far as probably about six months because I didn't look at the very bottom mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I did find some and they were still perfect. Okay. Okay. Where you mess up on freezing stuff is when you thaw it out, freeze it, thaw it out, freeze it. Right. And the thawing out process is another thing too, you know, put, take it out, prep ahead of time, put it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Let it sit there if it's a day before, um, leaving it out not really what I recommend. But you know, okay. as long as you're not leaving it out there for a whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the proper way to thaw it would be put it in the refrigerator.
1: Okay, let it thaw it naturally.
2: Or yeah, yeah, slowly. Exactly. Um, your parents did buy us when we got our house. They they bought us a freezer. Right, that was the best investment you know, mm-hmm. and anybody can make. Um, or if you want to get a refrigerator put it in a, in your garage, but the freezer is the way to go. Um, your mom did that, I guess from a long time ago, yeah. uh, my mom didn't, um, but it was mainly cause it was just, you know, not too many people going in and out of the house. It yeah. was just her and the, uh, my, my brothers, uh, my sister, uh, but buying food when it's inexpensive, which she prepped your mom did mm-hmm. for a while. And that's what we, that's what I do. That's what, you know, my wife and I do buy something, take it out of the package. Um, wrap it in plastic wrap, put it in a Ziploc freezer, mm-hmm. freezer bag, and you get to and you freeze it. And before you know it, you're, you're stocked up, right? You know, and of course, um, fruits, the vegetable section, yeah. you can freeze that too. Okay.
1: Okay. Same yeah.
2: way. Um, no, you want to do what they call IQF when you buy something and it says IQF, that's individually quick frozen. Um, and you go to the store and you notice like, uh. Peas or, you know, you have your f- different fruits or whatever in there. Mm-hmm. It's not a big ice cube, in other words. It's because mm-hmm. they individually f- uh, freeze them. Okay. And then when they're frozen, they, they take them out and then they package them. So if you're going to get apples, uh, carrots, I'm sorry, uh, uh, bananas, oranges, you know, do you want to cut them down, throw them in the freezer for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. bring them out, put them in the Ziploc bag. Double Ziploc bag if you if you don't, you know, if you right, feel you're gonna more feel safe. comfortable exactly and then freeze them okay you know? and then you can take those out later you can munch on them um you can make smoothies in the long run mm. or you can make smoothies now and then freeze that but it's all about how you how you what you use to store it okay yeah so that's that's where it goes those freezer bags that's yeah. there you go and don't don't think that you have to use you know sh- uh, long grain rice for making mexican rice or something mm-hmm. um you can still use um you can use arborio rice you can use sushi rice those are short grain um i've never made spanish rice <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so but those so guys don't take his uh, don't, don't <laughs> keep his word for fucking spanish rice but you can doesn't mean you have to make spanish rice you can right. make any make other rice. kind of rice <laughs> just make you rice know? like jeez there's so much out there that you know so much you can do. Yeah. It's just now we're limited. You're right. So now in the future, I mean, stores will be stocked. Yeah. And now you guys can, you know, go out there and buy what you need, not stuff that you don't Don't overdo. Exactly. And, um, even if this coronavirus will, will stop, I feel it will, but it's, I feel it's going to get much worse. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's nothing in the long run. Once it's all, this is all over. There's nothing wrong with, you know, freezing right certain right. foods right yeah especially when you get it at a good price yeah taking advantage of it yeah
1: well that's, all that. that's what's so chef dia straight from from the school to your plate boys that's 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 how we roll it up in here what else do you have anything else to plug um
2: i can't think right on
1: that it's <laughs> an your catering business so if you if you ever gonna meet a caterer here in the El Paso area, nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. I'm not
2: trying to promote the yeah. catering business. But the main thing I want is just we need more students. Yeah. Um, and it's not just for culinary. It's you know throughout EPCC. It's a great place to start, guys, um, and finish. Yeah. But just know that you know just because it's a community college, it's not. It's not doesn't mean it's easy. Right. My instructors all had to have masters to teach mm-hmm. that program, whatever they were teaching right, right. that class. You know, this isn't somebody you know being pulled off the street to teach a class.
1: <laughs> you you want to teach? We have great instructors <laughs> everywhere. You know, yeah. like
2: it's it, you can't go wrong.
1: So that's epcc.edu. Is that right?
2: That's correct.
1: There we go. epcc.edu. Go to get your head start there. Get your start. Get your or you can even get your finisher, or complete it all, get your schooling. As long as you get some kind of schooling, get something to learn on, get someone to motivate you to do a, be a better person at the end of the day. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> What'd you say damn it for?
2: Okay, I'm not promoting my catering, I told you. Yeah. But this is for all caterers out there that <laughs> um talking about caterers out there, not saying anything negative about them. Mm -hmm. For those of you that want caterings, guys, it doesn't matter who it's from. um, I still can't understand why. And this is what's happened in the past. If I tell you something costs $10 for three courses Mm -hmm. and you say, no, that's too expensive, but yet you will go to a certain restaurant and pay 15, $17 for one dish. Right. Not three-course, but one dish. Mm -hmm. It might come with a salad. It might not. Right. It might have breadsticks. It might not. (laughs) It's a look of the draw. Still not a three-course. Right. And you're willing to pay that, and chances are half of that was frozen. Right. It's (laughs) mind-boggling.
1: That's people for you, man. That's the way people think. You can't can't throw too much at certain people. You know what I mean? That's just El Paso education. (laughs) Here he is with the stunned look on his face. That's Chef Diaz, EPCC, epcc.edu. Hit him up, log in, get started on your journey to a better you. Don't forget, as we always say, don't be a dick. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got to say. Usually, this is where Vince would come in and put his two cents in. I hope he gets better, or I hope, he's, hope he comes back sooner or later.
2: I didn't say that I was him. <laughs> no, 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 not at all.
1: <laughs> Chef Diaz. So next time people who don't remember, be nice to people. Look out for the elderly, especially right on these times of needs. Don't be a dick. Deuces.